Section 11 of the Book of American Negro Poetry. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Fano Jahangiri. The Book of American Negro Poetry. Edited by James Weldon Johnson. Section 11. George Reginald Margetson stands us from the fledgling bar and the poetry society. Part one. I'm out to find the new, the modern school, where science trains the fledgling bar to fly, where critics teach the ignorant, the fool, to write the stuff the editors would buy. It matters not even though it be a lie. Just so it aims to smash tradition's crown and build up one instead decked with a new renown. A thought is haunting me by night and day, and in some safe archive I seek to lay it. I have some startling thing I wish to say, and they can put me wise just how to say it. Without their aid I, like the ass, must bray it, without due knowledge of its mood and tense, and so this sure to fail the bar to recompense. Will some kind one direct me to that college where every budding genius now is headed, the only source to gain poetic knowledge where all the sacred truths lay deep embedded, where nothing but the genuine goods are shredded, the factory where they shape new feet and meters that make poetic symbols sound like carpet beaters. I hope... I'll be an eligible student, even though I am no poet in a sense, but just a hot-head youth with ways imprudent, a rustic ranting rhymer like by chance, who thinks that he can make the muses dance by beating on some poet's borrowed lyre to win some fool's applause and please his own desire. Perhaps they'll never know, or even suspect, that I am not a true, a genuine poet, if in the poet's colors I am decked, they may not ask me, ere to prove or show it. I'll play the wise old cock, nor try to crow it, but be content to gaze with open mind. I never show the lead, but I things from behind. Part 2 I have a problem all alone to solve, a problem how to find a poetry club. It makes my sky piece like a top revolve, for fear that they might mark me for a snob. They'll call me poetry monger and then dub me rustic rhymer anything they choose. I anything at all but heaven's immortal muse. Great Byron, when he published his childly book, in which he sang of all his lovely dears, called forth hot condemnation and cold look from lesser mortals who were not his peers. They chided him for telling his affairs because they could not tell their own so well. They played the poet lord and made his life as hell. They called him lewd, wild, drunkard, vicious, white, and all because he dared to tell the truth. Because he was no cursed hermaphrodite, a full-fledged genius with a fire of youth, they hounded him, they hammered him forsooth. Because he blended human with divine, they branded him the bard of women and of wine. Of course I soaked the booze once in a while, 
but i don't wake the town to sing and shout it i love the girls they win me with a smile but no one knows for i won't write about it and so the fools may never think to doubt it when i declare i am a mortal man as gifted yes as good as god did ever plan every man has got a hobby every poet has some fault every sweet contains its bitter every fresh thing has its salt every mountain has a valley every valley has a hill every ravine is a river every river is a rill every fool has got some wisdom every wise man is a fool every scholar is a blockhead every dunce has been to school every bad man is a good man every fat man is not stout every good man is a bad man but it's hard to find him out every strong man is a weak man you may doubt it as you please every well man is a sick man every doctor has disease end of section 11 recording by farno jahangiri